0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Lead Her Ship Global this week. Today, I'm so excited to welcome Sally Hurley. She is the CEO of VIP Desk Connect, and she's going to be talking to us about key lessons along the entrepreneurial journey from starting your company all the way through going it, scaling it, and selling it. You know, nobody is a born entrepreneur. Different people take different paths to achieve success, and there's no set in stone instruction for becoming a successful entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs take on a number of different roles, and these roles can vary depending on the fields that you choose to enter. But there are a couple commonalities among successful entrepreneurs. And the first is having the right mindset. The first thing that entrepreneurs need to know is that actually failure is fairly likely. It's certainly not a given that you'll be successful. And understanding the risks that you're taking and also understanding that you will most likely not succeed immediately is absolutely pivotal. And you have to be honest with yourself. Entrepreneurship is not an easy path. Excuses will simply not cut it in this field. If your business fails, chances are that you researched the market poorly, you hired the wrong people, or you just simply weren't prepared. There are so many obstacles as well as pulling, pushing, and driving forces that entrepreneurs encounter along their path. And While no amount of preparation is ever going to ensure that your business will succeed, You should have ample preparation before big decisions need to be made. Of course, when you have an expert like Sally to help provide guidance, support, and motivation, you are a hundred times more unstoppable than you would be alone. Mentorship allows you to take quantum leaps forward um, and avoid pitfalls, mistakes that could actually cost you your future And force you to make really rash decisions. Today, Sally Hurley's story of success and her incredibly unique path to success will absolutely inspire you because she is someone who has started multiple companies and has gone through the experience of a successful exit. Having someone in your corner as an entrepreneur can literally change everything. And that's why we're so excited and so lucky to be able to welcome Sally Hurley on the Leadership Global podcast today.
1: To talk with us today about key lessons along the entrepreneurial journey from starting your company to selling it, we're so excited to have you, Sally. Let me tell our audience a little bit more about Sally. Sally is the CEO of VIP Desk Connect, a U.S.-based BPO that provides tailor-made outsourced solutions that transform the customer experience for iconic brands and those aspiring to become one. VIP Desk is woman is a woman-owned, certified B Corp, both of which are unique to the BPO industry. Importantly, Sally leads an organization that employs more than 83% women. And in both 2018 and 2020, VIP Desk was named an Inc. 5000 company and was recently named a top workplace by the Washington Post. Sally has 20-plus years of experience in the concierge industry and shares her expertise through webinars, speaking engagements, and authored articles. Sally and her team have been building a strong culture with a remote workforce based in over 40 states since 2001. Sally often shares remote work best practices with the industry through her podcast, Path to Good. Sally has a huge passion for service, and she believes that elevated customer service is all about the people delivering the service and that they come first. I've had the opportunity to learn so much more about VIP Desk Connect, and I can tell you the commitment of service is fascinating, and it is deeply ingrained within the culture. So, today, please join me in welcoming Sally Hurley.
2: Thank you both so much. I'm excited to be here, and i I love the title of your podcast, Lead Hership Global. I love that everyone has a story, and the fact that you're uh, shining the light on this uh, for others to to hear and learn, I think is fabulous. So, thank you so much for having me.
1: So thrilled to have you, Sally. Todays going to be so much fun. Your story is fascinating. The business values are so extraordinarily important and interesting. Tell us today a little bit about your journey and what led you to have such a passion around entrepreneurship and building your company from scratch?
2: Well, that's a great question. I think Linda mentioned everybody has a different path and a different story. And uh, mine is no different. I, I I joined a mentor in my 20s, Mary Nealer, who formed, uh, she was an entrepreneur and started a company from scratch. And I originally joined her and that company was a concierge company in DC called Capital Concierge. And then together we ended up raising money uh, in, um, to launch a, a nationwide concierge service. So that took us down a different path raising outside money, having a more formal process, having a board. And, you know, really, I looked to her as a mentor and as a friend, and I watched her journey. And then that led me to the process where I am today, which were a spinoff of the very company that was sold. So the company that we raised money for um, uh, was sold in the end of 2010. And then I had the opportunity to spin off and take VIP Desk on my own In 2014, so I probably have the the slowest uh, path to independent entrepreneurship uh, that there could be.
0: Well, actually, Sally, you just proved the opening statement that I made—that mentorship is so critical when you're on your entrepreneurial journey to learn from others who have achieved a level of success that you aspire to. So. As you learned from your initial mentor and as you have taken the entrepreneurial journey yourself now with VIP Desk Connect, what is the number one lesson that you've learned from your experience as an entrepreneur and that you learned from your mentor?
2: I think it has to be to ask for help, right? Somebody has the answer and I watched her really do a phenomenal job connecting in, uh, you know, women, C200, so women run uh, organization, YPO, EO, WeBench, um, leveraging those networks, leveraging our board, leveraging their relationships, asking at a board meeting, who knows somebody who knows this issue, who we can get in contact with. And so, um, you know, I just called her yesterday because I said, I need your advice. something we're doing with clients? Um, Do you know anybody I can connect with? And so I think that has to be it. You know, I watched her. She's like, well, somebody has the answer. So let's ask.
1: I think that's so incredibly important and also shows, I think, a sense of, you know, vulnerability and humility that's just so critical when you're sort of leading and, and, you know, running your own business. But we all know, Sally, and I think, You've explained this um, well that not all businesses are successful right off the bat. And there's challenges with running businesses, you know, right from the get go. So some of those challenges and failures can be small, some can be big. But how have you dealt with small failures along the way? And how do you keep focused and keep going?
2: Well, that's always, uh, uh, I feel like I, I learned this early on too, right? That there's always, There's always a way to pivot. And I think maybe because we started off in an industry, concierge services, uh, was like a new concept. So trying to sell something that's a new concept in a B2B relationship is hard. You have to, you have the sales process, but then you have to explain what on earth it is. So, you know, we did that. And then in 2008, here we were selling, you know, really, uh, a service for affluent customers and the economy really had an implosion and the last thing, you know, anybody wanted to buy was a luxury service. So at that time we learned to pivot, you know, and I think I've pivoted, you know, around a few times, um, but we, we took that lesson of what do we have in terms of our strengths and our capabilities and what can we do with them? Kind of always recalibrating to make sure that the market, that there's a need for what we have and what we can do. And not be so wedded to like, if I showed you our original business plan for the concierge service, you would just be like, really? I mean, that was crazy in 2001 and what it ended up being. Um, the same, I think is true for our business. You know, I, we keep refining it every year. We do an executive retreat. We spend half of it on our strategy of what are our strengths? What is, what are our threats? You know, like some classic, you know, Processes we go through, but it's really helpful, I think, to be uh, mindful of what the market wants.
0: Yeah, that's so important. And you know, you just mentioned Sally a couple really important lessons that you've learned along the way. Not only asking for help, but being ready to pivot. So being attuned to marketplace trends, customer reaction, being aware of economic trends, and being able to pivot as well as asking for help, asking for advice, asking for guidance. So those are both such important lessons. But if you had to choose the most important lesson that you've learned from observing other entrepreneurs, what have you learned from others who have guided you, who have provided almost a a symbol of success in your mind? What have you learned from observing those entrepreneurs? Mm,
2: Can I answer with two? Okay. So one of them has to be the team, right? I mean, the people that you work with having trust. And I'm, I'm, I talk about like my executive team. I spent, you know, three years getting us to a great place of trust and having the right people in the right seats. So half of our retreats that we do three times a year are about building trust in our relationships with each other so that when tough times hit, like this year, with the pandemic, we know no matter if anybody has a bad moment that we have each other, right? That there's true trust. So that I think probably if you've made me pick one, that would be it. But the other is just knowing numbers, like nobody's business, like knowing your cash forecast, being realistic about your budgeting, having your key metrics, having your daily huddle where you're looking at your key metrics, knowing the numbers inside and out and not you know, not being, you know, having too rosy of a, a hopeful picture around numbers, but having a practical kind of handle on them. The focus on financials
1: is just excellent advice, I think, for all entrepreneurs. And so in that same vein, Sally, how do you know when it's time to bring on a partner or an
2: investor? Well, that is a very good question. I think the prior company, we were, you know, it was the dot-com era. So it's all out of context now. And that was uh, a business that needed um, cash to actually grow it, right? To do what we wanted to do. We, you know, there was a reason to raise money. So I think that there has to be a reason. Like I, I love Shark Tank when they're like, and what are you going to use the money for, right? If you don't have an answer for that, You don't need a partner with money, right? If you know exactly what you need and, you know, manufacturing or any one of those things, I think that is the ticket. You know, it's like where your business is going. I always like, you know, some people do their five to 10 year plan. We do three because I'm more practical. But if and then what's the cash to do it if you don't have the cash to do it? I think it's all about what you want to do and where you want to go. And then that dictates whether you need a partner or not, and what kind of partner.
0: That's right, and there are a lot of ways that you can generate investment capital without necessarily bringing on a partner or an investor. Um, So there are a lot of options in terms of being able to grow and scale a young, uh, growing firm, I think. How do you know when it's time to exit the company? How do you know once you've grown and scaled the firm that now you're ready to exit the company? And then how do you evaluate your options? Again, just like there are a lot of different options in bringing on a partner or investor or raising capital, there is also a lot of options in terms of exiting a corporation. And so how do you begin to evaluate your options in terms of what exit strategy is best for you and for your firm?
2: I think this is a good question. I could ask you the same question in reverse, but um, I think you need to know what you want, right? If you find joy in what you're doing, maybe you're not seeking an exit. Um, you know, so I think that's really kind of critical if it's part of your plan. Um, but I do view it a little bit differently in, and that is always be ready to exit. Like have audited financials when you can. Right. Probably not in the first couple of years, but get into a place where your processes are documented, you're you know, you're you're ready for because you never know when you want to sell. There might not be somebody, you know, there might not be an opportunity, but there might be an opportunity when you're not when you're not. And so I think always being ready um, from an organization standpoint is is key.
1: That's so true. Yeah, being ready is just, that's, that's the best kind of practical advice I think you could give anyone. Sally, today's been awesome. If people want to get in touch with you, if they have questions, if they um, want to reach out and go a little bit deeper, how can they get in touch with you?
2: Well, they could. They could reach out in any way, but our website, vipdesk.com, my email, I'll give you a short one that's not on the website, just sally at vipdesk.com. Those are probably two of the easiest ways, and I would love to connect with uh, other entrepreneurs and help and and share and exchange ideas if, if that's of interest. So thank you again so much.
0: And one last question for you, just kind of a bonus question. Now, I will say you've given us so much great advice and guidance and incredible wisdom, and so we're really thankful for that. And so now I'm being a little greedy here, thinking more about general leadership, thinking through. All of the lessons you've learned, not just as an entrepreneur, but as a leader, what is the best piece of advice that you would give our listeners today in terms of a woman taking on a significant leadership role? What is the best advice you would give um, someone today in the environment that we're in right now?
2: I think just, you know, uh, assume the best in others, right? You know, I think sometimes, uh, you know, there's a lot of drama in business, and I'm not sure why that is. But, you know, I think we work really hard on just keeping focused on, um, you know, the people are talented. People are busy. Just keep at it. So, you know, if you can't, if somebody doesn't respond to an email or they can't call you um, back, we're all living in a tough time right now. People have unusual uh, stresses So the behaviors you see may not have anything to do with you. So, you know, right now is like a crazy time, I think. And it's like, just take time to breathe. And remember, like, you know, we're all just here on this planet and and people are willing to help. So I think if you trust best intentions, take a deep breath um, and just power on. That's the best. That's the best advice I could give.
0: That's perfect. Thank you so much, Sally.
2: My pleasure. I've, uh, thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, we are grateful for all of the wisdom that you provided, all of the guidance. And Sally, thank you so much for sharing a little bit about the key lessons on your entrepreneurial journey. And I wish you continued success and prosperity. And I hope for all of us that the upcoming 12 months are much better than the prior 12 months where I think we've all been sort of um, reevaluating our priorities and trying to cope through a pretty difficult time. And so I just want to say thank you. Thank you for giving us inspiration and thank you for giving us such great insight. Thank you for joining Leadership Global, a podcast for and about unstoppable women stepping into courage, claiming their power, and embracing bold leadership. Join us each week as we talk to a collection of inspirational women changing the world and tackling the most pressing issues we're facing today as women and as leaders. See you next week.